My teaching is about the spirit of supplication and grace. And the word supplication, I'll pour it like that. Say the spirit of supplication. Say it again. Say it again. The spirit of supplication and grace. Number one, what, what, what we must understand is what is grace? And what is the spirit of supplication? So I'm not going to teach like the different things. I'm going to teach you all of them like one topic. So when I say the spirit of supplication and grace, I mean the very same thing and I'm not going to divide it and say, all right, uh, grace is this, um, supplication is this. I'm going to teach you like one thing. And I want you to understand, when we talk of supplication, we mean pleading. And we mean they're not just normal pleading, but they're pleading that has got full of prayers, crying, groanings, which cannot be uttered. Now, supplication, the other word of supplication is the prayer that pleads or the prayer that comes out, out of being touched in your spirit. Am I talking to somebody right here? Now, let me tell you something. I have seen some people crying on different occasions. Some were crying during the wording. I have seen some people crying. And uh, those they are called tears of joy. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes. And you see the person really crying, crying like shedding tears. Not laughing, but crying. Yeah. Why? I didn't you know how to make this thing. So the person begins to cry. Cry. And I've ever seen some people crying to their parents. And they want something and they cry. And uh, the good example of supplication is a child. If the child is quiet, the mother doesn't pay attention. Until the child cries, that's when the mother pays attention. And when we speak of supplication, we mean the very same thing. There's something we need to supplicate and for God to pay attention on the things that we need in our lives. So until you supplicate, you go into supplication, God will not intervene on your situations. So supplication, it is the... It is a, a, a prayer or something that comes out of your spirit or of your heart after being touched in your heart and in your spirit. So it comes forth. I'm a spiritual samurai here. Now, what do we mean if we say supplication? Somebody says supplication. Say it again. Tell your neighbor, say today, the spirit of supplication. And the grace will be upon your life. Now, take your Bibles. Open your Bibles in the book of Zechariah chapter 12.
עדה. ברוך ברוכים because they are into the level where they always look at prayer but when you begin to understand supplication into your prayer your prayer life can be prolonged but where there's no supplication your prayer can even be short you even come and say father in the name of Jesus Christ I pray I want to sleep I want travel I want ABCD ABCD then you say amen because in your prayer there is no supplication So what is supplication? Supplication, it is the intimacy or it is the, uh, the burning that is in your heart. That's why John said the, 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 the desire of your house has consumed me. Now until your heart has got this kind of burning desire in your heart, this kind of consciousness where you feel something must happen, you feel I must do something about this then the spirit of supplication is created but listen this to me there are so many Christians who they struggle with the prayer because the prayer they pray has got no any influence of supplication says supplication so the prayer must carry the fire of supplication I'm going to turn some right here The prayer must carry supplication. Now, supplication is the burden. Somebody said the burden. Say the burden. Do you know that most of you, you, you know for sure that your brother has got no job, your uncle is suffering, he's sick, your mother is sick, and you too, you are in financial problems. But if you pray, you pray a prayer as if nothing is wrong. You come to God and say, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray, I want, I want A, B, C, D. Listen, until the spirit of supplication and grace has been given upon your life, you are going to carry the burden of prayer like never before until something is going to happen in your house. Somebody say, I hear you. Because there's no supplication of spirit. It's like, it's not that something that is bothering you at all. That's why you are still walking the way you do. and chanting the way you chant, and sometimes even relaxing, because in you, the spirit of supplication has not yet been created. 
Oh, Rabba, Santa, ha. Hallelujah. When the spirit of supplication comes upon you, come on, somebody say supplication. Now, listen, do you know if I have got the spirit of grace and supplication upon my life, there is no way I can just come to God and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, oh God, oh, hey, you are joking. Father, Hey, I want the financial breakthrough. Listen, when the spirit of supplication, somebody supplication, supplication. when it, it comes upon you, whew, it is not only the spirit of supplication, there is also the spirit of grace. So as I pray, somebody says, as I pray, already I have the grace. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the Bible says the spirit of supplication and grace. Hey, this shall come to pass upon the house of David. Who's the house of David? The house through whom Jesus Christ was born. He was born from the root of David. So Jesus Christ is the firstborn son among many brethren. That's according to Hebrews chapter 2 from verse 10 to 11. Now, Jesus Christ being the firstborn son among many brethren, then the Bible says, people shall have the spirit of supplication and prayer, and they shall look upon him as they look upon their own firstborn son. Who is our firstborn son? It is Jesus Christ. He is the one who was the firstborn. Ah, you don't even know what I'm trying to say right here. All right, now let me do something. Do you know that um, Old Testament, in fact, Old Testament, did not start from Genesis ending into the book of Malachi. Do you know that? Old Testament finished even in the book of John. Matthew is still in the Old Testament. Jesus Christ was not born in the New Testament. He was born in the Old Testament. I know I'm confusing you, but it's a good confusion. Jesus Christ was not born in the New Testament. He was born in Old Testament. All the miracles he performed, he did not perform in the New Testament. He performed them in the Old Testament. He healed the sick in the Old Testament. He raised Lazarus from the dead in the Old Testament. So the Old Testament finished when he rose from the dead. So Jesus Christ died on the cross, still in the Old Testament. The day he rose from the dead, that's the day he produced the new covenant, which is the New Testament. So from there, that's where the New Testament began. But all the days he lived on earth, he was observing all the law and all the rules. That's why even his father and his mother, they took him to the church as the custom of the Jews. I must speak with someone right here. So he went through all the customs because he was born in the Old Testament. So where did the New Testament start? It started when he rose from the dead. That's when the new covenant was begun. I mean, I mean was given. So Jesus Christ said that now all power is given unto me, both in heaven and on earth. I must spill some right here. So as he died on the cross, he not died like a son of God. He was born like a son of man, 
lived like a son of man, died a son of man, and rose a son of God. Am I talking somewhere right here? So he was born like a son of man, lived a son of man, died a son of man. He rose a son of God. Now when he rose from the dead, which refers to the baptism, that's why the baptism was, had this symbol of deeper into. Now, the deeper into was symbolizing the death. And the removal of a person from the water meant resurrection. That's when we baptize people, we dip them into the water and remove them. Which symbol, I mean, which symbolizes that we believe in the death of Christ and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now, water represents the word of God. The water represents the word of God and Jesus is the word. The Bible said in the beginning there was the word and the word was with God and God was the word and nothing that was created could be created without him. For all things were made by him and for him. In him was light and that light was the life of man. There was a man who came to witness this light but he was not the light. His name was John. He came to witness the light. Then the Bible says he came for his own. And, and, and this is the true light that overcomes the world. And the Bible says he came for his own. But his own received him not. But only those who received him were given the right to become the sons of God. These sons are not born by human will or by the will of a man, but by the will of God. He came and lived among us full of grace and truth. We beheld his glory, but the earth knew him not. So Jesus Christ became the word, but the people did not know him. And he says if he became the word, and water represents the word, then the Bible says that Jesus Christ died and rose from the dead. When he rose from the dead, he was the first one to be born again. To be born of God. He died a son of man and rose a son of God. That's why we also, we must die to the flesh. For us to be born sons of God. Am I telling someone right here? So the one who began it was Jesus. That's what the Bible says. They shall look upon him as they look upon their own firstborn son. And they shall moon upon him which is the supplication. They shall cry unto him. They shall pray through him. Am I talking to somebody right here? That's what the Bible says. And the spirit of grace and the supplication shall be given upon them. And they shall moon upon him as they moon upon their own firstborn son. Because Jesus is the firstborn son of us. He is the first one who... That's why in Hebrews 2, 11 and 12, it says what? He is not ashamed. Jesus is not ashamed to call us brothers and sisters. Why? Because he's the firstborn son among many brethren. Am I to sound right here? So the Bible said, and they shall moon upon him as the moon. So Jesus had to die in the flesh. I prophesy. Something supernatural is about to happen to your life. Your flesh is going to remain dead and Christ will be alive in Jesus' name. Amen. Shall I receive it? I Shall I receive it? I this is a reason. If you read the Bible, the Bible talks about Elisha. Elisha 
when a child was dead, he got the report that the child was dead. Amen? Amen. He got the report that the child was dead. But he did not go. He sent a man called Gehaz. And this man, when he went there, he struggled and a miracle never happened. If you are following, say amen. amen. As if you are following, say Lord, amen. amen. And there was no miracle there, nothing happened. Are you still following? Yes. Are you still following? Yes. Now, guess what happened? When Gehaz followed the miracle, he went himself. He said, me, I'm a major prophet. And he went there. <clears throat> he said, child, come back to life. Hey, he was joking. A miracle never happened. I'm talking of Elisha, the man who took the double portion of Elijah. What more with you? The man cried and prayed first prayer, no miracle. Second prayer, no miracle with the double portion of Elijah. You, even a quarter portion you don't have. And this is the man who prayed. But listen to this, until he ventured into the realm of supplication. Am I talking to somebody right here? Until he ventured into the realm of supplication. Hey, he prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed until a miracle took place. And I believe the spirit of supplication is coming upon your life in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, when he prayed, I am not trying to say something right here. But I want to impart something in you that you may be established. Now, get this information. Can I go somewhere right now in the Bible? Can I go somewhere in the Bible right now? Can I make you now receive something that is going to make everything turn around upon your business, upon your life, and upon your finances, upon your spiritual life? Now listen to this. After Elisha, after Elisha, say after Elisha, after Elisha struggled, a miracle happened. Amen? After struggles, I mean, like what? Happened. But let me take you somewhere. There was now a time where he died and he only became bones. Am I talking to somebody right here? There was a dead man who was taken into his grave. The moment the dead person touched his bones, the person came back to life. Do you get the revelation there? When he was alive, he struggled to raise the child. When he was what? He struggled to do what? To raise the child. He prayed for seven times. He struggled. But when he died, just his bones, just touching the dead person, the dead person came back to life. Do you know what it means? If you are alive in the flesh, you struggle until you die to this flesh and you live. Am I talking to somebody right here? If you, am I speaking to somebody right here? Why is there some people that struggle to pray for the sick on the wheelchairs? And some they just come and they say, rise up and walk. 
is because if your body is still alive to this world, you will struggle to receive a car. You struggle to get married. You struggle into this world. Into this world because your body is still alive. But when you die unto Christ and unto righteousness, it's no longer you who lives, but Christ who lives in you. Now, what happens? The Bible says in the book of Galatians chapter 3. And Galatians chapter 5. It says, if then we believe in him, there is neither Jew or Greek. For we have put on Christ. Some have put on Christ. Now, if you die to this world, what happens? It's no longer you who lives. Your flesh dies. In other words, you put on the flesh of Jesus. That's why he said, this is my body. Am I talking to someone right here? Take my body. So it's no longer your blood, but Jesus' blood. It's no longer your body, but Christ's body. Because you die to the world and you live unto God. So the only reason why others are still struggling to receive a miracle is because their bodies are still active. So they listen to the senses of the earth. Am I talking to somebody right here? Am I speaking to somebody right here? So it's like the senses are too much. The senses are too much. Whereby, if it's something, so what about here? So what will happen here? Oh, what is the will of God here? So what is here? So they live like strangers in heaven. Even heaven says, hey, you are not worthy to be here. Even if like, they don't even know where they are going. It's like they've got too much questions and sometimes they'll be like, I, I, I don't know why I'm passing through this. Oh, I don't know what. Oh, listen, heaven and culture is not like that. Hey, he who is clean is clean. He who is righteous is what? Come on, in heaven there's no time for us to be saying, I am poor. The Bible says, let the poor say, I am rich. Let the weak say, I am strong. Let the sick say, I am healed. Let the blind say, receive in the name of Jesus. That must be your portion. But you find out that so many Christians, they are still very active. It's like they, oh, talk nothing about something about them. You will see. If you want to know the life of a person, if, if she says she loves you or he says he loves you, do you know how you want to, how, how you, if you want to know what is in the mind of that person, do you know what you must do? As you'll be walking like this accidentally, right? Step on his feet. You will see what will come from the mouth. He will apologize later. That you will know that, ah, 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 this person, he says he loves me, he's lying. Try, just, just try as a walking, just like this. He'll answer you something, only one word. It will tell you who he is, that person, to your life. What you, if you answer you nicely, you say, oh, sorry, ah, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. That's what he is to you. But what will come if he says, hey, wait, wait, I thought you were seeing. Ah. 
That's when you will know that this person is ambiguous. <laughs> the person is making too much noise. You find out, you you find out, listen to this. Your flesh, your flesh, listen to this. Don't be sensual. Don't be ethereal. These are the things we teach every day. But you find out after the service, people will be worrying about the things of the world. Even Jesus said, the seeds that are sown upon the thorns are those people who receive. After receiving, because of the worries of this world, they, what they received, it's become choked with the thorns. And then it doesn't grow. I'm not talking to someone right here. So they've got too much wallets of the, I don't know what will happen, and I don't know, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. There's too much wallets. If you know that you are a child of the Father, and that you die to this world, and that you live unto righteousness, you know it's no longer you who lives, but Christ. He says, cast out your bodies and your cares, for I care for you. I'm going to tell someone right here. So it's like there are Christians who are still so much active. But the Bible says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Now, when you are, when you are soaked in God's presence, where now you begin to understand that I must not be active on, on this earth, on my mind, but I must take the word. And I must take Jesus on me, in me, with me, by me. And then you must die to the flesh. This is the level where we walk like this and we touch people and God touches them. I'm not talking to somebody right here. You just look people like this and God begins to move. I'm not talking to somebody right here. It's a level where we call the level of Christ in you. We're no longer in the level of Emmanuel. God with us. No, 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 no. That was the level before Jesus Christ died and rose. We are now in the level of Christ in me. The hope of glory. I'm going to turn somebody right here. Now, if you look, Elisha was not even alive. But the miracles were happening, even the raising of the dead. Yet you, Alive. May you receive the impartation. No, 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 no. The way you are receiving is like something bad is happening around your life. I say, may you receive the impartation. I say, may you receive the impartation. If a person, even even sleeping, can control a person, such that if he wants to pray, Father, I want to pray, then he sleeps. It means even the body is powerful than you. And you expect to receive from heaven. You are just wasting your time. You are wasting the kingdom. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, then you are sleeping. You are waste in the kingdom. You must move out. Come on. Your body must receive the newness. Am I talking to somebody right now? Where you must die, your flesh must not control you. Your body must not control you. 
You must rule your body and say, you must listen to me. Am I talking to somebody? You must say in the name of Jesus. You are not eating for four days and four nights because something must happen in the spiritual atmosphere. Am I talking to somebody? But every time your body is hungry, you want something to eat. When did you fast? I think, in, I think, I think last month, I think. You think? I thought you know. Ah. Your body must die. Come on, somebody, somebody, I feel like. Your body must, somebody said, my body must die. This is the only problem we have with many Christians. Where they feel like, I want the miracle to happen. Listen, when the body of Elisha died, Karaba, hey, the bones, they had no any flesh on top, apart from the flesh of the father, apart from the anointed flesh. I must speak to somebody right here. Hey, so it's not longer the bones of Elisha, but what, what is there is dead. Now, the Bible says, and Jesus Christ, he is the body of, I mean, and the church is the body of Christ. Because the church is dead and Christ is alive. I must put some right here. So we, we partake the life. Now listen to this. The only reason we're having a problem of receiving from heaven is because there's no spirit of supplication. And there's no spirit of prayer. So the spirit of supplication and grace comes when your body is dead. So the Bible says, and you shall receive the spirit and upon the house of Jacob. It says there shall be the spirit of supplication and grace. Now listen to this. When I pray, and then I feel like I'm struggling to pray. And I'm trying all the best I can. But all I'm seeing is like there are struggles around my life. And I want to, I am serious, I want to pray. And I am serious, I want to fast. And I want to live a life of prayer. But you'll find so many Christians. Now and then, now and then, now and then, they are struggling. It's because their bodies, their members in particular, are controlling them, ruling them, until they die to the flesh, the Holy Spirit will take over their life. I must put somebody right here. And the only way we kill the body more and make Christ live more, it is what we call fasting. The fasting kills the body more and makes Christ lives more. And I've seen so many people thinking that fasting will speed up answers. Fasting will never speed up an answer. Fasting will prepare your body into the activeness of reception. Am I talking to somebody right now? Fasting, what it does, it kills your body. Because with your sensual and, 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 and physical uh, aspects and all your physical senses, you cannot receive anything from heaven. So what fasting does, it takes you out of the physical and it puts you in the realm of the spiritual where receiving becomes so simple. Am I talking to somebody right here? So the more we fast, say so the more we fast. 
the more we fast, the more we 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 we, we arrive in the that's that's where we arrive in the level where we receive things from heaven. You should know that you are trying to tell God that you know I'm fasting. I want God to see me. No, 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 no. Fasting does not move God. Fasting moves you. I'm not telling someone right here. Fasting does not move God. Fasting moves you. Hello? Say, Father, help me today. Help me today. The speed of supplication. Once again, say the speed of supplication. Say it again. Say it again. The spirit of supplication and the spirit of grace shall be given, and they shall have the ability of mourning to Him, crying to Him. Oh God, we want to turn around. Oh Father God, He wants something to happen. And I refuse to feel. And I refuse to be poor. If you meet an enemy and he has shot you with a pistol and then you have defeated him, he has run away. If tomorrow you come again with a pistol, he's a fool. She had no any words left. Like, ba, 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 ba. Because you wanted a miracle to happen and there was supplication that was offered. Receive the anointing of supplication.